Okay, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday morning. And talking to one of my favorite guests, Dr. Angela Tran. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays to you. Well, speaking of holidays, we're going to talk about sugar today, and I feel like it is everywhere right now. Oh my gosh, this is such a fun topic, but a very serious topic. So I'm really glad that you brought me on the show to talk about this. Well, let's talk about sugar because you you read so many things about the evils of sugar. But let's get back to basics a little bit. How does sugar affect us? Yeah, the most important thing is I want people to know that sugar is not the enemy. (laughs) I know that we're constantly trying different diets and cutting out sugar completely, but sugar is very important because it provides you know, glucose for our brains to function. It gives you energy to the cells to carry out so many processes for your body throughout the day. So, you know, it is something that is important, but we just need to know how to control it and how our bodies work around it. Yeah, that is such a great point. I'm glad you brought up the fact that sugar itself is not the problem. Is it the amount that we're eating here in America? Absolutely. I mean, goodness, it's a, I I hate to say it, sugar is the most addicted drug now. And the problem is is that, you know, it's it's access to everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And also the, um, you know, unfortunate side is there are a lot of hidden sugars. And so, you know, we, we just trained our country in a negative way. And now we're trying to reverse that and just really educate the population on, on how to handle all of this. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about sugar first. Uh, how does it affect our brains? Because you just said it is probably the most addictive drug out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, you just you can appreciate that sugar has both positive and negative effects on the brain. Now, the brain, really, of all the different organs, it's actually the most energy-demanding part of your body because, as you can imagine, your nervous system with these neuron cells, it really has to transport so that you can have your thinking and cognitive function, your memory, focus and concentration, and even mental health. So, again, that that's really the main role for sugar. But, again, sugar likes to hit the reward center of your brain. That's mm-hmm. where the addiction part comes. It causes you to crave more sugar. You almost have no other choice but to grab more sugar. It creates a vicious cycle, and over time, it can start causing damage to your blood vessels and even lead to things such as a stroke. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was one of the things that surprised me as I learned more about sugar uh, is just how negatively too much can affect your body. You talked about a stroke, but what are some other problems? I mean, besides the obvious diabetes, and I know we've seen a, a surge in type 2 diabetes in our country, too, but what, how does it affect the body negatively? You know, I mean, obviously it raises your risk for heart disease. You know, when I do consultations, you know, through the phone or virtual with my medical practice, I ask patients very unique questions and they often sort of surprise because they say, gosh, Dr. Tran, how do you know me so well? And those who are addicted to sugar actually also oftentimes have a family history of either alcoholism or drug abuse, or I even ask if they themselves or even their children who suffer from ADHD or ADD. So again, there's a lot of things that sugar can negatively affect. However, there's also a natural treatment, which is what I do with my patients. What is that natural treatment for somebody that is addicted to sugar and they know, hey, I've got to get off of this. I mean, do they just go cold turkey or are there other ways to help? Oh my God, you know, it's really based on the understanding the brain chemistry 
ancestry, you know, there's a very special hormone. And you and I talked about this previously. There's a hormone called dopamine. Mm -hmm. And that's what hits the reward center. That's what sugar affects. But again, sugar, unfortunately, is a negative way. But here's some healthy ways to produce dopamine. Exercise, adequate sleep, Mm -hmm. no proper nutrition. I mean, we're really just, you know, honestly giving patients the blueprint of a healthy lifestyle. And believe it or not, these things, these habits, are actually are going to reduce your addiction, reduce your need for sugar, and, and overall just help you be a healthy being. Well, and I think it's interesting you talk about that dopamine hit kind of from sugar and how folks that maybe have a history of alcoholism in the family or drug abuse, how they may also be addicted to sugar. What is that link? I mean, it seems obvious, but I'll have you explain it. Yeah, I, and I want people to really understand. And when I hop on, on the phone consultation, I always say, look, you know, your problem is actually not your fault. And as you can see, there are genetics that play a role, also age, Mm -hmm. you know, again, your lifestyle and and even ethnicity. There are certain things that just are such a complexity of that's why as a medical weight loss specialist, I can really help you, you know, almost like I call myself the mechanic or the body, just really understand chemically how all of these hormones and physiology works. But hey, guess what? Then the the nutrition and exercise becomes the easier part once you get all of that fixed. Right. So, okay. So we know what sugar can do in our bodies. How much are we supposed to have a day? Oh my gosh, Melissa, I'm afraid you are going to ask that question. I'm not sure the audience <laughs> really wants to know. Um, so, okay. So here we go. Everyone brace yourself. The recommended sugar in a day for women is six teaspoons a day, nine for men. Oh my goodness, everybody's just going to like run away. Right, <laughs> That's six. really only about 20, 25 to 30 grams of sugar. And I hate to say it, the average American will probably consume about 75 grams in a day. That's just how wide of a gap we are right now. Now, I also heard that with sugar, that it lowers your immune system. Is that true? Oh, 100%. Um, sugar is actually what we call pro-inflammatory. So it causes a lot of inflammation. I have patients who are dealing with joint pain, arthritis. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, it actually can have a negative impact for those individuals who have autoimmune diseases, such as a thyroid problem or fibromyalgia. Again, it's just it's just a chemical that we just have to have a better understanding. But like I said, once you know the rules of the game, it's much easier to play. But we we just let loose. And just based on society, we just don't have enough education out there to really understand how to do this. And Dr. Tran, talking about how sugar affects the body, let's talk about the heart uh, and heart disease. How does that all tie together? Oh, it's it's really affecting your blood vessels. Again, you know, I'm in my 40s. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's not easy being a female in the 40s. And what happens is is that your blood cells is just, you know, it it helps blood flow through your heart, your brain, all your organs. But the sugar, again, can damage the walls of Mm. the blood vessels. Again, that's where you're you're leaking. You have high blood pressure, um, heart attack, stroke, things like that. So and and the the, the scary part is a lot of these times you don't even have symptoms related. It it almost sort of hits you. It's one day you're fine and one day you're not. That is scary. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely scary. Yes, that's why I'm in the prevention game. You know, that's, right. that's why I decided to specialize in weight loss because the prescription of choice for everyone nowadays is prevention. Yep. And again, it's easier than you think. We're just, I mean, even right now, we're all running 
with our heads cut off, right? It's the holidays, sure. we've got deadlines, end of the year. But but the reality is, it's just if you take a moment to be present, really understand how to prioritize yourself first, yeah. then it really can be that much easier. But you have to make that decision to take care of yourself. Every time we talk, and we've talked about so many different things, I love that you come back to the basics so often of nutrition, mm-hmm. exercise, moving. I mean, it seems like that is that magic recipe, but yet it's going to take commitment and effort. Yes, 100%. And, you know, I envision just every patient honestly really should have a medical care team where not only do they have a doctor, but they do have a registered dietitian, a fitness trainer, a mindset coach to just really take care of all of the important areas. Right. But again, once you lay it out, like I said, then that's when you can take care of your responsibilities, your family, your work, you yep. know, everything about it. Right. Let's talk a little bit about zero sugar foods. They seem to be everywhere. What is the real story? Oh, my goodness. You know, we have to be careful because, again, we live in a very marketed and advertising world. Yeah. So you have to be careful because just because it says zero zero sugar doesn't mean it's healthy, right? The problem is very misleading. And when it says zero sugar, it actually means that they've used sugar substitutes such Mm. as artificial sweeteners or sugar alcohols. And, you know, the audience really has to understand that these aren't safe sugars either. And so you have to be careful about that as well. Well, explain a little bit more to when you say they aren't safe sugars. Very good question. So, you know, artificial sweeteners still, despite it being different, it causes an insulin response. Okay. And what happens is insulin is your hormone and it is in charge of metabolizing sugar. But if you're not careful, if you have a risk for diabetes, if you're overweight, even for our female patients who have a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome, Mm -hmm. what happens is that that insulin turns that sugar into storage in the form of body fat instead. And like I said, if left undetected, that's where you are developing insulin resistance, diabetes. And so, like I said, you know, not all sugars are equal. And again, I hate to say it, artificial sweeteners are still in that bucket and giving a, a misleading conception about it being healthy. Okay, so I want to clarify this. You're saying that artificial sweeteners can actually spike insulin levels, even though there's no actual sugar in them. Yes, it does. But from uh, insulin, it may be zero calorie. However, right. it's still causes the insulin to work. And insulin, I hate to say it, insulin is actually a good and bad hormone. Like I said, it is in charge of metabolizing that sugar, but if it starts to get lazy, I call it the lazy hormone. It Mm -hmm. literally will turn all of that sugar into storage in the form of body fat. I did not know that. I had heard Mm -hmm. things like that before, but to have a doctor actually say, hey, your body's going to recognize it as sugar, whether it's regular sugar or it's fake sugar. Yes, exactly. Now, I have you know, I have patients who are even sensitive to certain things. You know, they actually have a negative reaction to some of the things like Equal, Splenda, Aspartame. Now, right now, studies are showing that Stevia and Truvia are still the better kind of sugar substitutes, so they don't have as much of a negative impact on insulin. But again, most of the time, it's sort of like, okay, let's just play the game of really controlling our sugar intake mm-hmm. using more just natural sugars and, right. and just getting our, our bodies better in shape to metabolize in the first place. Okay, so here's kind of an obvious question. If the body reacts to sugar and fake sugar or sugar alternatives Mm -hmm. the same way, why would you pick the fake then? Oh, very good question. Again, it's still kind of a calorie type of thing. So, you know, I always say that, you know, we're, we're still 
I hate the calories in, calories out philosophy because that's actually not true. But at the same time, if you are going to use artificial sweeteners, yes, it is a zero calorie versus another added sugar. But ultimately, I hate to say it, your body actually can't tell the difference between a regular sugar versus artificial sweetener. And like I said, if you have medical conditions that make you not have an efficient insulin system, then it doesn't matter you're still um, potentially be in trouble if you don't follow the right healthy lifestyle for yourself. Yeah. And uh, speaking of this time of the year too, what about sugar and alcohol? Oh, you know, sugar and alcohol, I tell you, I just prefer to eat my calories rather than drink my calories. I always tell patients, you know, look, uh, I understand, you know, this time of the year, you know, people do enjoy alcohol. I just say, you know, don't order a drink with an umbrella. Yeah. (laughs) The most dangerous ones. And again, this might be a good good time where you are choosing like an artificial sweetener such as like a diet soda mixed with an alcohol and again but overall it's all about limitation right and just making sure you stay hydrated yep. and, and that you're not doing it on a frequent basis and I had one nutritionist years ago tell me if you're going to have sugar to have protein with it what do you think about that theory? Oh 100% I'm so glad because what happens if you eat straight sugar it's, a, it's almost like my dog you eat it and it's just like asking for more food right so if you eat like a donut that's purely just full of sugar. I mean, you're just going to be hungry in the next 15, 20 minutes, right? right? So balancing out with protein, hey, guess what? Insulin actually doesn't need to work when protein is around. Mm. And it really allows you to digest a little bit longer, helps you to feel full. And even adding proteins and what I say, healthy fats, such as avocado, um, almonds and walnuts, olive oil, things like that. That's where you can have a healthy, balanced meal, but not feel hungry and add the unnecessary calories that you feel like you're eating throughout the day. All right. Good information. Before we leave, Dr. Tran, top three things that you want us to think about when it comes to sugar. So number one is my favorite. Always look at the fine print. Like I said, don't look at the healthy name of the product because again, it is misleading. So make sure you check the nutrition label and ingredient section just to be aware of what kind of sugars are in the product. Tip number two, we already talked about it, balance your carbs with healthy proteins and fats. And and like I said, if you just lower your carbohydrates, but really have proteins that will feed your muscle, it's either, you know, better digested, healthy fats to feel full, then you can keep your portions in check. And then finally, number three, especially this time of the year, I mentioned it before, you know, as much as I love liquid calories, I would rather enjoy a solid carbohydrate calorie over a liquid calorie any day, just because it just, it's easier to, to, to burn off and and not add the extra calories that, like I said, will get you into trouble. Dr. Angela Tran, weight loss, nutrition, and obesity expert. Thank you so much for your time. For folks that want to get in touch with you. I do work virtually and everyone can set up a free consultation at denverweightlossclinic.com. All right, Dr. Angela Tran, thank you so much for your time today. We sure appreciate it. And thank you for being here on this Sunday Mile High Magazine. I'm Melissa Moore. I'll see you next Sunday. Go out, be kind to everyone.